Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of if, matter of when. You're going to need your oil changed and those tires serviced on your vehicle. So make sure you get that taken care of right here at And Downtown welcome Lube. into the show. We appreciate you listening wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, right here in the call-in app. Uh, not a lot going on. This is uh, we're getting into those summer weeks, those dead mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the NBA um, and a little bit about the NBA draft. We have the the postseason, the playoffs going on right now as those start to dwindle down. But we did get this week the release of the NFL schedule, and I wanted to start there because maybe it's just me being a thief of joy. I don't need this big schedule release thing. Yeah, like. Just don't turn this into like more than it needs to be. Like, just let us know the schedule. Like, I do love the videos that the teams make. Like, I do yeah, think that's pretty neat, stuff. and I enjoy watching those. But the NFL to be like, ooh, like big news coming next week. So just tell us the schedule. Just or drop if it. If you're gonna make it a big deal, make it a big deal. But it gets leaked. Mm-hmm. Everything gets leaked super yeah. early to where you're just. Uh, I don't know. I know you're like me, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too. You have so many tweet notifications turned on. Mm-hmm. You're learning the schedule before the release party. Yes, and like four different times. It's like, okay, I get. Like these teams are playing in London back to back, which is the Jaguars. But like to hear it from Schefter, Rappaport, Ari, and then like Tom Pelsar, it's like, I get it. Like, yeah, that's enough. I wish my phone would stop blowing up. And so if you're going to, like, make it an announcement, do one. Do one big one. Like, I don't watch it, but I assume that there's still that schedule release thing. And they do it on Thursday night on NFL Network or whatever network. And they go through and they look at some of the primetime games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Go back to that. It's on, Twitter is, Twitter's like, on its last leg. Dude, I, I agree. Like, I'm almost done with it. Like, I don't even enjoy really getting on Twitter anymore. And if you want to build a following or anything, like, you have to tweet, like, probably 30 times a day, it feels like. It's just, it's not enjoyable to be on and, like, constantly just thinking of stuff to tweet. And, like, mindlessly scrolling, too. I don't know. I guess my mind changed. My mindset's just changed on it, too, with it. So, I just, I don't think Twitter's as good as what it once was. I doubt it. You know, that could be a huge part of it. (laughs) doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's the schedule release thing. It's I, I want to see when the games are played. I want to see what the Chiefs' schedule looks like. But mm-hmm. I, I want to get it in one place. 
like do an actual release or just let each team tell them schedule your tweet or your social media post Thursday at seven. What we really want, what we don't get anymore, are genuine responses. Like we don't just get the news as like a whole. It's like okay, now we respond to it. We get to respond to like little tidbits of the story. So we're constantly talking about it, leading up to it, and then you talk, and then everyone's talking or about it. Do a first half, and then a second half. If you're trying to dominate more than one day, I don't know what their big plan is. Part right. one, part two. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but it's we did get the schedule. The season is going to open, and we've already joked about this one off the podcast. This is this is your game right here: the Lions at the Chiefs, Week One, mm-hmm. opening night, Thursday, September seventh. I like the Lions. I think the NFL really um, dropped the ball on this one because the Chiefs are going to play uh, the Bengals and the Eagles both this year and the Bills. I thought it was going to be one of those three, uh, but I will say I had one of my Twitter followers tweet back at me and get in my mentions and say, the NFL knows you're going to watch that game. They don't need to waste Bengals-Chiefs opening night. You can give an up-and-coming team like the Lions – this opportunity and then after that yeah you were right twitter follower who i can't remember good job and, and the one thing i love about it too is with the the chiefs like they they finally get the opportunity to have their true like drop the banner ceremony you know like present the trophy drop the banner to start the year because in 2020 they didn't get to you know what i mean it was they, they beat the 49ers in that next season i think there was like 12,000 yeah. people in the stands it was due to covid and so it was it didn't get to be celebrated enough or well enough, I should say. Um, so this year I'm excited to see it. But I also like it against Detroit because, like you mentioned, they're an up-and-coming team. But it's also because they play hard from start to finish. Like this isn't going to be a game, you know, where you're looking in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs might be up by 10. And you're like, mm, Detroit's just kind of like, we'll wait for them to choke. Like, no, they're going to keep fighting. And I think that's going to be awesome because in saying that, I could see the lines coming out in like, getting a W like the chiefs are going to be distracted. They're going to be celebrating. They're still living in that moment. It's, it's almost a trap. Last time they won the super bowl. Exactly. Cause the last time they won the super bowl, we talked about that whole next year and it took me forever to just finally accept it because you guys were gen- I mean, honestly just right. But like the complacency of like, Hey, they won the super bowl. They're good with where they're at. We'll see how this team reacts to it after winning it last year. A lot of young guys, you know, is the fuel there to go do it again. You know, if you got Patrick Mahomes, you got the right leaders in there. I'm sure they will be. But it really just reminded me of the like opening night for the NFL when it was Patriots-Chiefs. And it was like, why in the world are the Chiefs playing the Patriots? Like, the Patriots are just going to wallop them. They come out, they do their the ring ceremony, drop the banner type of deal. Chiefs come out and win by 10. And it's like, oh, snap. Like, okay, you know, Chief, or Patriots were sitting here celebrating the Super Bowl and what they, on how they ended last year, and they come into this year, they drop a, you know, drop a game right there at home to start the season. Yeah. And I do like the Lions. I, I know that I put out the mm-hmm. tweet that questioned why. But... If you're not going to do the Bills, the Bengals, or the Eagles, and I do agree now with the, my Twitter follower who mentioned it too, like the NFL doesn't need to put those games right there. I do like the Lions, though, and they gave up, they gave up and scored quite a few points last year. It could be a pretty exciting yeah. match, and it could be a, a trap game for the Kansas City Chiefs that are maybe not taking the Lions as serious as they should. They're maybe caught up a little bit in the celebrations and what they did in the past. I hope it's a good football game. I, hope it's a good football I will. I find myself already and will rooting for the Lions. So. Oh, absolutely. After calling for Dan Campbell's. No, I didn't call for his so, job. I thought he would get fired last year. Mm-hmm. About four years ago, I was looking at the Bills and what Sean McDermott was doing, kind of everything, and I was like, you know, the Bills, 
they look like they could be sneaky good. And they come out and end up being good. Josh Allen, you know, of course, has developed every single year and gotten better and better. And the Bills are now clearly one of the best teams in the league. I thought the Panthers were going along that same, you know, timeline. I was like, okay, hey, starting to do a lot. Of, yeah, and it was just like, you know, things are heading in the right direction. Clearly <laughs> didn't work. An and now I'm sitting here looking at it, and it's, it's like – well, which team is doing that and is kind of going in that same route where you're watching them build a team correctly and things are going well and they, it seems like they have the right coaching staff, the culture set, and they're ready to win. And it's like three teams come to mind almost immediately. And it's the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, and the New York Giants. It's like all these guys, they finally hit on a coach, it feels like. It feels like you finally have the right players in place where you can actually go do something. And for the Lions and the Bears, that division's wide open. We don't know how Jordan Love's going to be. We don't know how those other targets are going to be. We don't know who's staying healthy. We don't know how good the defense is going to be for the Packers. We're sitting here looking at the Vikings. Maybe Kirk Cousins steps up and we got Thug Cousins again through the season. That'll be fun. But at the same time, we literally have no idea who's going to be the best yeah. in that division. That will be an interesting storyline all year. The NFC North. Um, I like the Bears and what they've done as well. The Giants. See another year, Daniel Jones. Like, what if he just comes out and lights mm-hmm. the league on fire? It's. Just, I mean, we're gonna be seeing it going. And they just gotta get the right coach in place. And then was it Gettleman? Was he the GM? Yeah, I think so. Kind of started to give him a little bit more props than he was getting <laughs> no. there. Like, I mean, honestly, you take a running back right there in the top five picks, and then you turn around next year and you grab a quarterback. And that's, uh, that's one of the good primetime games from Week One is the Giants and Cowboys. Uh, will be the Sunday night football game. That's that's a good one. It's. I don't know how I feel about the Cowboys. I, well, for me, the Giants are a team that I have to retrain my brain on. For years, they've been bad. So even the first mm-hmm. time that I looked at the schedule, I saw Cowboys Giants and thought, yeah. but mm-hmm. this year that's a that's a pretty good rivalry. Both teams right up there in the NFC East, but also as maybe NFC team. Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, like those mm-hmm. are our boys. Yeah. You're questioning the Cowboys this year, though? Yeah, I mean, you lose Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator. I still think you bringing back McCarthy does not help you moving forward. I think last year it was your chance to fire him and go get Sean Payton, and you crapped the bet on it. I don't think he's very good at managing the clock late in games. That's something that's been a knock on his career, even with his days in Green Bay. I think that kind of what led to Aaron Rodgers not liking him as well, and, you know, the wedge that was built in that relationship and the wedge that Aaron Rodgers continues to build with all of his relationships the more you watch him. Um, but I still with Dallas, like Dak, he can't beat good teams. Like it's, you hear Dan Orlowski talk about it every season, right? Heading into it, like he can't beat playoff teams. He gets to these moments, he can keep them in the game, but he can't win. And then it's like they get down, like last year at the beginning of the year, they get down by huge deficits. Dak's got to lead them back in the second half and they win. And it's against a team like the Giants that you clearly should be better than at this point in time, and you're just not. And you lose Zeke as well. That might help you moving forward. That's great. But outside of Tony Pollard, who's the other running back in Dallas? Deuce Vaughn? I hope so, but I wouldn't. <laughs> like, you're only yeah. receiving targets, CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. Didn't replace like, a tight end, I don't think. Losing Schultz. They, um, they franchise tagged him, right? I thought he Did he left. leave? If he did, I don't know where. He, I don't remember where he went either. But yeah, he's he's gone. They took a tight end in the second round out of Michigan. Oh yep, he went to Houston. He picked um, up. Michael Gallup looked. The right. Henderson kid is who that who it was? I think it was a Henderson kid. Uh, Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. Might have been his name. They got Jake Ferguson. Uh, Peyton mm-hmm. Hendershoot. Is that his name Maybe from Indiana? Indiana? They have a type. 
in Dallas for sure when it comes to tight ends. Jerry, Jerry Boy, will they find did. something and be successful with it. Right. I will Luke not Shoemaker, go away from right. this. This is who we are now. Like his next quarterback will probably be black and fairly athletic. Or it's going to be Tony Romo again. <laughs> no, because I think he stumbled into Dak and was like, wait a second. This is good. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I'm glad you mentioned stumbling into Dak because when was the last time the Cowboys like actually went and got a quarterback in the draft? Like, who was the quarterback before Tony Romo? Because they kind of stumbled into Tony Romo as well. Like, this was a guy who caught Jerry Jones's eye throwing, like, being an extra passer was it at Drew the Bledsoe? combine. They went and spent some money on Drew Bledsoe, and then Tony Romo Maybe. replaced him. You're like, again, you didn't draft him. Like, when was the last quarterback that the Cowboys drafted and was the starter? That was good. Because mm-hmm. I know they drafted Quincy Carter back in the 90s. And, like, I know people are going to be like, they drafted Dak. You drafted Dak later, and you weren't expecting him to be this. Like, you just, you weren't. If you were, you would have taken him in the first round. Yeah. Or the second. That's that argument that we always talk about. Yeah. It was a fourth-round mm-hmm. pick. So, a little <laughs> bit different. That's, and the NFL is so weird, too, because you will, like, congratulations, you hit on Dak Prescott. You found him in the fourth round. He's a starter in the NFL. But do you really get credit for that one? Just like yeah. everybody praises the Patriots for taking Tom Brady, too. You yeah. took him in the sixth round. The one that I will give credit to is the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Because a lot of people, even when they yeah. drafted him, thought that was a little bit early. Was, it, was he a second was, pick? I think he was the second or third. Or the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I will give them credit for that. Too. Yes. Because you a had an MVP yep. candidate, candidate at quarterback. <laughs> Shockingly enough, I hated that. They took Jalen Hurts in the second <laughs> round, and everybody was like, why are you taking this guy and taking him in yep. the second round? No, they got they, that hit. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Dang. You do you, <laughs> Howie. Uh-huh. Uh, also, week one, uh, primetime game, Monday Night Football, is Bill's Jets. Which, uh, that's another kind of retrain my brain thing. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. That's a, that is a good primetime game. I'm looking forward to that. And it's going to be interesting to see how Aaron Rodgers starts the year when there's not as many distractions coming from, you know, disagreements with the, the front office of the Green Bay Packers organization. Because he seems to be loving yeah. it in New York right now. That's like new girlfriend rebound, though. Like, oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Look how much fun I'm yeah. having. We'll see. Yeah. I think there's maybe going to be a little bit of a learning curve just because it is a new system. But not not necessarily a new system, but a new offense with new weapons around mm-hmm. him. He could start off hot, or he could come in a little bit sluggish and maybe even a little bit complacent. Yeah. And, again, you know, how does Josh Allen start the season after disappointing into it? Uh, have you heard of the conspiracy, conspiracy theory surrounding Josh Allen on the game that they lost in the playoffs that led to Stephon Diggs yelling at him on the sidelines? Because apparently the night before, his girlfriend caught him cheating on her. And she blew up and broke up with him. And it was, like, the night before the game. And so, like, I guess Josh Allen was just kind of, like, not really there in the right headspace. Yep. And Stefan Diggs got pissed off at him. It was just like, do you realize what's happening here? Like, do you realize what you've done? Huh. Isn't it interesting, too? A little, a little TikTok conspiracy theory, but, like, Josh Allen is no, like, no pictures of him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend's, you know, done those little, like, subtweet Instagram post type of situations. So it's just kind of like, oh, Josh Allen's just playing the field a little bit. Cost you game. Instant call. Right. <laughs> the football gods are like, mm, we don't put up Josh. Nope, you're going to lose this. Because yeah. last year, wasn't it last year where we thought the Bills were the team of destiny? Yes. Yeah, this Did is they a, miss their yeah. window? I think this is their last year. I think the Bills have peaked. Like the Bills and the Bengals. I was actually talking to Dan and Justin about it last week. I th- 
Like those two teams are right there in the point. Like especially the Bengals. Like you have to start paying these guys, and you're gonna lose yeah. them. Like your quarterbacks are gonna keep well, see, you competitive. I think that's where the right, Bills but, are because they've already lost guys like Tremaine Edmonds, just because they could not pay yeah. him. Yeah, and they drafted they drafted well to mm-hmm. replace him too. So we think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yep. You hope you did that. <laughs> I just don't know that I see the that I view the Bills as a team that's going to win a Super Bowl. And I know this is going to sound cocky, but as a Chiefs fan, it just feels so good to know that it's because of Patrick Mahomes that these other franchises are just like, we have to wait till they have one bad year and then we got to take advantage of it. Like, same thing with the Chargers. You go and get Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator. You added uh, Quentin Johnston in the draft, pretty much thinking like, okay, we're probably going to be moving on from Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in a year or two, just depending on, like, cap hit situation. How are we going to continue to rebuild the team around Justin Herbert? How are we going to continue to compete in this division? And it's just like you got the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just sitting there with that goofy little smile that he has. Yeah. And there were a lot of rumors, too, about the Chiefs reworking the Patrick Mahomes deal. Yeah, I don't really know, like, to pay him yeah, more to money. Him not the seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL. He's all right. $45 million. And I know we had Matt on a couple of weeks ago, and you guys were talking about Joe Burrow maybe even taking the hometown discount and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that Patrick Mahomes is pretty set with that contract. I would think. I mean, I would think so, but at the same time. Maybe, it's, I don't want to sound too douchey. Maybe I'm a little too close to that situation to get a good read on it. I yeah. feel like he's okay with the money that he's making on the field. Well, it even feels like that way when he signed his initial extension because he immediately called Chris Jones like, we left yeah. money on the table for you. Like, we want you to, like, I want you here. We want you to stay. And, like, Chris Jones has even talked about that. Like, yeah, he, he signed his deal and he immediately called me and was like, hey, there's money on the table left for you. And I can see That's just the yeah, guy Patrick Mahomes doing the same. And you're still a top 10 paid quarterback in the NFL? That's insane. I, again, I really like Patrick Mahomes, so maybe this is just I'm biased. I think he's okay thinking I make 45 mil a year. I don't need 55. Mm-hmm. Give me another Super Bowl. I'll get an ad deal. Yeah. And I'll make up for the money. <laughs> like, Patrick Mahomes, like – it's kind of one of those deals where, like, yeah, you never expected him to be this good coming out of college. But Patrick, if you really just take a step back and you look at this kid's career and his life, he has just been killing it from the start. He's got a high school sweetheart. We never hear it's, anything it's in the like news. LeBron. Two beautiful kids. Yes. Like, you take his brother. The, the brother is the one negative out of all of it. And, like, that's all right, though. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have the black sheep of the family. You just kind of keep rolling with it. You almost appreciate it. Like, there's just a little bit there that brings him down enough to where it's like, we can relate to that. He's one of us. Because if, if his brother was perfect, we'd be like, dang, now oh, I he has an annoying little There's brother. no way he's yeah. this perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's relatable. Uh, I'm sure that Matt's put up with that his whole life. <laughs> Matt's clapping in his corner. <laughs> Finally, he admitted You understand. To it. Uh, looking ahead to the week two NFL schedule, too, uh, that's when we're going to get the back-to-back Monday night games, which I am a big fan of because a couple of years ago they started that one Monday night game so early. This year, uh, at least here in the Central Time Zone, it's going to be a 6.15 and a 7.15 start. It's perfect. I like the 6.15 start, but I wish they would stagger it a little more. Well, they're probably both going to be on ESPN, right? uh, So you're going to get Saints-Panthers at 6.15 on ESPN. Then you're going to get Browns and Steelers at 7.15 on ABC. What week is that that they're doing it? It'll be the first Monday night football doubleheader. I just I wish that we could get a football game to start at four fifteen. I want to roll out of class, get home, get some snacks, and watch a football game. Yeah. 
crack open a, a yeah. sweet tea. Right. And then the next game, <laughs> immediately. I was going to say beer, but it's like, that's a Monday night after school. Probably It'll not happen. a good call. But, but. <laughs> then the next game started at 7.15. Like, that's one of the best things about the NFL schedule. As soon as that first wave mm-hmm. of games is over, you get a little bit of a buffer period where they're going to show you the highlights. Yeah, bathroom And then break. you're going, yep. you're rolling right into the other one. I don't want to have to choose between my primetime games. Well, here's the thing with YouTube TV. This is exactly where my mind went with it. They got that split screen oh, thing going on. Figure that out by then. They did it for March oh, Madness. Yeah. I'm sure that they will by football season. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you got to pay the four hundred dollars for a freaking Sunday yeah. ticket or whatever, which I will not be doing. I probably will split it with somebody. No, but even if you could get the split screen going with the, like the, your regional games that they give you, mm-hmm. would be awesome. Have the Chiefs like week two. We're Chiefs fans. Chiefs Jaguars on one screen. Then whatever yeah. else, even if I have to go Chargers, Titans on the other. The Bengals and Ravens play that week, too. That would be a good one. Yeah, we'll probably get Colts, Houston. <laughs> Colts, Texans. Which isn't a bad one. That's, so when you think do, about the that's future. A, that's yeah. a pretty good matchup to watch. I assume that both yeah. rookie quarterbacks will be starting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would have to imagine. Richardson. Unless Davis Mills wins that job. Trip. And then the Texans are going, <laughs> why do we, why do we take like, we got long neck mills over Even here. Even that is a storyline. Like, oh, no. But I assume that <laughs> both those guys will be yeah. starting, and I assume Bryce Young will also be starting for the Panthers. And that will be mm-hmm. week two. It's a rookie quarterback week. So he's going to get his Monday night football debut week two for Bryce Young. That'd and then fun. the Browns and Steelers. I'm actually I'm starting to get a little bit excited about this. It is May 14th. Happy Mother's Day. I'm getting excited about football games that happen on September 18th. I'm just excited to see how the AFC North plays out as a whole. Like Kenny Pickett, I still don't think he's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback, but if he does, I'll take the pie to the face. Because watching him, I shouldn't say execute, but like help them win ball games, uh, those last two drives uh, towards the end of the year last year with him and George Pickens, it's just kind of one of those things where you look at it and you're like, we might be getting a glimpse of the future here in Pittsburgh. Maybe they did yep. get they the right their pick with line. I've been begging them to do that for three mm-hmm. years. They did it. Hopefully it works out. Najee Harris, he's finally going to have someone to run behind. You know what I mean? George Pickens is, is you know, con- continuing to develop. Hopefully he is going into the next year. Kenny Pickett's doing the same. Najee, like, this leaves room for Najee Harris to work. And, and he um, hasn't had the opportunity Pat to do so. to tight end. They've done a really good job yeah. of rebuilding that. Or at least it, it seems like they have. Deontay Johnson as well brought in Allen Robinson. This year, which I don't, I don't know that he's anything oh, special really? anymore. But Allen Robinson but with he's, the Pittsburgh? That's a good. I missed that. That's oh a good gosh. piece, a good veteran to have with those young receivers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they addressed the offensive line with Broderick Jones in the first round, and the defense has always been good. Yeah, you just need TJ Watts to stay healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. Patrick brought, to stay healthy. Brought in Joey Porter Jr. He, in the draft mm-hmm. as well. I really liked that pick. I do too. Storyline yeah. there for the Steelers. Yeah, being able to play where your dad played—that's pretty awesome. I'm looking at the the week two schedule and the team again that popped out. It's like Chicago, Tampa. There's really nothing to kind of talk about with it, but it just made me think. We've not discussed the future of Tampa at all. Like you're really ro- rolling with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. quarterback. I think they're going to be bad this year, and they're going to be in the quarterback market next year. No way, Caleb Williams goes there. I mean, could. could for sure. I know that the odds, uh, a lot of people base their mock drafts off Super Bowl odds. A lot of people think the Cardinals are going to be very bad. Yeah, but I'm thinking Kyler Murray's going to come back gonna, at some point in the season. Do enough and, that they're not going to be that bad. Yeah. 
and that, again, that division, like you have to worry about Los Angeles. Like, they've lost pretty, it feels like everybody, everybody's older. It doesn't feel like anybody that's playing football there still wants to play. John McVay is like, I think he's still got one foot out the door to retire. Aaron Donald's like, I'll take my extension, but thank you for the Super Bowl. And Matthew Stafford's like, good God, I just want to be healthy. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't done what Andrew Luck did. Yeah. Just every, like, we hear Andrew Luck talk about, yeah, it was every offseason was rehab, you know what I mean? And then you come in and play, you get injured, and then rehab again. It's like, yeah, that's all Matthew Stafford's entire career. Well, two teams you just mentioned, peeking ahead to the Week 3 schedule. Tampa Bay plays the Monday night game in Week 3 against Philadelphia, against the Eagles. I'll watch that game. It could be a bloodbath, though. And then also the Los Angeles Rams versus the Bengals. Uh, Super Bowl rematch, those two teams are incredibly like going in opposite directions. I feel like the Rams are not <laughs> in a good spot right now. And the Bengals might yeah. be the best team in the AFC. A- well, they might be the best team in the league. I was going to say AFC. The Bengals might be the best team in the NFL. And I like their draft, too. Um, that's just a team I worry about next year. Because like, I mentioned a little bit ago with him and the Bills, like, is your window closing? Is it closed where you at? Because you're going to have to start paying all those guys on on, since yeah. been, on the Higgins, his deal's going to be up pretty soon. Yep. They just paid Orlando Brown Jr. Not too much, but a little bit. Jonah Williams, I guess he's going to be a Bengal? I guess. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What are they going to trade him to? I don't know. But, I mean, they've improved their offensive line quite a bit. Uh, I didn't want the Chiefs to pay Orlando Brown Jr., but. Yeah, boy, that worked out well for you. <laughs> what, a, what a play by Brett Veach. Yeah, we're going to sign Juwan Taylor. We think he's going to play left tackle. Just kidding. He's going to sign like, right Now that we side. got you here. Buku loads of money. Yeah, and it's like, how about this left tackle that's been just an absolute stud in Tampa uh-huh. for a long time? Thank you very much. There's a, a lot of exciting games, obviously, on the schedule. It's a, it's a retrain your brain year for sure, though. I mean, seeing the Packers uh, those first couple yeah. weeks uh, with Jordan Love, I think that's a lot of people are going to be watching that to see what they do. But if he comes out and he is the quarterback that the Packers think he is, they're going to get some more primetime spots because they're the Packers. Oh, absolutely. And with a new quarterback, too, uh, that's going to be exciting. The Jets are going to be a team that get a lot of new looks because where Aaron Rodgers is. So they're playing New England week three, New York and New England. What what do uh, what does Mac Jones look like now that he actually has an offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, who low-key is a very oh, yeah. good coach, just not a good general manager. I think that's really where things just went south in Houston with him. Because like they were always competitive, they were in the playoffs, you know. And sticking with that, you know, you're going to go to Sean Watson in Cleveland. He's available all year yeah. this season, and they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, on the Browns were. I thought they could be a scary team last year when Deshaun Watson got back. Now yeah. that I mean, he's probably a horrible human being. I feel like you have to say that every time you talk about him. But he's a good football player. He was a very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Another year in this offense. Another year comfortable with this team. There's not so much noise around him this year. The Browns could be Nobody's talking scary. about him. Good. Mm-hmm. That's what brought in Elijah Moore. I liked him a lot. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper. That's pretty good. Cedric Tillman. They have a lot of receivers that I really like <laughs> in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah Cedric Tillman. Yeah. Pretty solid pick. You know what I mean? Just pulling someone had it written on a post-it yeah, note. Some, uh, a pink Nick one on Chubb their desk, still you know. there. I, I love him as well. Yep. Uh, so the football season obviously going to be very exciting, but we are right in the thick of the NBA playoffs, and uh, we haven't really talked about the playoffs. I feel like we mention it every time, and we're like, hey, maybe we will. The Lakers are looking good, and we have not really yeah. talked about that. 
and I also kind of think that I've, I've found myself rooting for LeBron in the Lakers so far. Hey, you know, I me too. I as a Laker-LeBron hater. I know I do. I've become, like, defensive against the Lakers. Like, someone tries to talk shit on LeBron the other day. I was like, whoa. It's like, no, man. They started the season like 2-10 and 10 and everyone like, counted them out. Even weeks ago? Like, how many times did I give up on the Lakers leading in? They wouldn't this? make the play the play-in. It's like, oh, yeah. good luck playing with the play-in game. See how you do with that. Here they are. And LeBron has been has been doing it. And I liked the, a lot of the trades that they made. I thought it was a very aggressive move. I thought it was a very necessary move. They completely transformed their team at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. It was insane. And that's another reason why they're, they're favorites in the Western Conference right now is because they made so many moves. And I joke about Austin mm-hmm. Reeves sometimes. Dude's a pretty solid player. Yeah, he is. Alex Caruso? Sorry, yeah. who? Uh, we got another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. White boy supreme. <laughs> <laughs> and Austin Reed. Uh, and he, uh, and LeBron loves him. He really does. I, I just, I think it's awesome. And it's been fun to watch him too. It's been kind of fun to pay attention a lot more to the NBA playoffs. Um, through this, I still don't understand how Jokic is so good at basketball. Like I watch him play, it's like he's moving so slow that like he has no <laughs> vertical leap near the rim. Yeah. It's just he reaches straight. It's like he just puts himself in the it, right spot to get a rebound me. without having to put it's, in it's any It's a effort. lot of what Tim Duncan used to do. It's like, how is this guy so good? He's not faster than you. He's not stronger than you. He's not that tall. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Fundamental, though. And Jokic is the same way, except for he'll give you a 30, 12, and 10 every night. <sighs> he won't give you 50. And that's I mean, another thing God. to think about with Jokic. Too. Like, he's almost disrespected with how good he is. He's way better than Tim he's Duncan. He's back-to-back MVP. Like, that's the thing. Cause I agree. Like, I'm disrespecting. Even when he went back to back on MVPs, I was like, "Why?" Almost. And then two weeks later, this dude's riding the back of a horse probably on a sled. Like he's riding a sled behind won a horse. It again this year. Like, you probably could have made yeah. a case for him winning it again this year, but Joel Embiid won it instead. Which I'm I'm cool with that one too. But uh, which that game's going on right now? I Boston. checked the score. We're not watching. I checked the score at halftime, and it was pretty close. End of the mm. third quarter. Score is 88 to 62. Celtics went on a 33-10 run in the third quarter. They have put this thing Jesus. out of reach. a <laughs> boy, Boston. And I was rooting for the Celtics in that one, too. I know we were talking about Embiid. He probably deserved to win the MVP. I still don't like James Harden. And I still like Jason Tatum a lot. Yeah. I haven't heard and saw some Jason uh, Tatum slander this week. Like, he's just never going to be that guy. He's never going to be... The Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, like guy that can take over a game. I mean, forty-two points and ten yeah. rebounds. I think Jason Tatum story. heard and saw. <laughs> Talk about answering the freaking phone. Right. Bob. He saw everything as well, <laughs> and I, I do. I like him. He was a Duke guy. He's a Missouri guy. And to do it in Boston too, like it's it's nice to see like players become legends. Like this is a legendary moment. You know what I mean? Like if they go on and they beat the Heat and they go to the the NBA Finals, and you're sitting there playing the Lakers, and we got Lakers-Celtics again. That's like, there's that conversation. There's Jason Tatum, LeBron James. It's like, we're watching Jason Tatum become a bigger superstar yeah. in, in, in a game, seven. A game yeah. seven against Philly, an MVP. Boom, Jason Tatum yeah. takes over and, the ball game. Uh, in the Western Conference, we're going to have Nuggets versus Lakers. Excited about that one. The Nuggets are such a good team. Like, Jamal Murray's almost another player, too, that doesn't get enough respect. Yeah. Low-key, one of my favorite players yeah, in the but league. They, the Lakers, going back to them also, 
eliminated the Warriors. And the Warriors, I just, they're another team, kind of like the Bills, not necessary because they've actually won championships. I think they might be done. Um, I it's it's time for a new like, era. Yeah, like guys like um, Draymond Green, it might be time mm-hmm. to move on from him. I, I think that he's for become, sure. You put up with the headache when he's still a very good defender. Now it's like, what is he really giving you? A couple yeah. rebounds and he's good at assist. And he's, I mean, he's still a solid defensive player, but that's also taking a roster spot where you can get someone to come in and be more. Yeah, especially when you start offense. to look at plus minus stuff and some of the metrics of it. And like the other thing too, like Clay Thompson didn't really do much this series. He had one game where I think he what dropped thirty five, and that was then disappeared after. Where LeBron's going out, uh, Clay Thompson gets the ball at the top of the key, and LeBron's going to close out on him. And he's like, nope, where's Steph? I'm guarding Steph Curry. I don't care about Clay Thompson shooting. <laughs> That's where we are with Clay Thompson now. And he's not the 3 and D player that he used to be either. I mean, these yeah. guys are just getting old. And I mean, Clay, or, uh, excuse me, Steph Curry's mm-hmm. 35. We talk about LeBron being 37. You know, it's like year 22, hashtag kid from Akron, yeah, Akron you know, and it's just whatever. Steph Curry, like, during that time period of LeBron dominating the NBA at such a young age, Steph Curry was still going through college. I think that's the weird part about looking at that. I saw it the other day. I was like, Steph Curry's 35. Yeah. Like, that's, again, not that far behind LeBron, but it's just we've seen this greatness. His career's yeah. coming to an he's, end as well. I still feel like he's got a lot in the tank, though. I hope so. Like, I'm not, I don't want to like stop watching him play basketball. He's not getting to the rim. Like, he's still going to be able to run around mm-hmm. and jack up threes. Just <laughs> Ray Allen at some point. Just... Meet you guys in the corner. If he wanted to do that, if he wanted to go that route and be like the Ray Allen, like, hey, I'm just coming in spot up three guy, he could play another 10 years. Oh, I honestly, I would thoroughly enjoy that. Like, at this point, like, I've already won four. Let me just bounce around. I don't need to be the main guy. I'll come off the bench. I'll be the sixth man, 38 years old, 40 40 years old. Right, because at 38, he's probably still going to be the focal point of that Warriors offense. Mm -hmm. Ray Allen was doing it. He was 38 when he retired. Yeah, I feel like he was much older. Felt than like that. it. But I mean, Ray Allen was not doing what Steph Curry was at 35. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's I, very true. I love Steph. I, I think that he puts in a lot of work. I haven't seen him regress. No, and you know he's not being hammered with as many injuries like he was a couple years ago. You know, last year we know they won the finals, but heading into this off season afterwards, you're probably moving on from Draymond. What are you gonna do with Clay Thompson? So then it's. Steph Curry and Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. And it's like, where's your, you know what I mean? Who's well, your next fourth two, and fifth though, guy? Because last year at this time, we were looking at like, oh, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins. That's the future of this mm-hmm. franchise. Andrew Wiggins missed a lot of time this season. Don't know why. What? Was it an injury? Like personal related. Like a lot of people hmm. speculated that he was going through a divorce or that his dad was sick. There was a, I saw a lot of rumors about him. And then Jordan Poole was not good in the playoffs. And it's like, yeah. that might be a, a candidate for like, hey, I got a little bit of money. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up that early to go to practice anymore. I've, I've made it. And I don't know what it is with Jordan Poole, but, um, you know, there's – go look at the videos. They're all over the place. Him and Draymond Green going back and forth. And I don't think mm-hmm. Draymond Green's very good at – I mean, the, him punching yeah, him in the Draymond face. I don't think Draymond Green's a very good basketball player anymore, but I think he also knows we're going to work. You better clock in mm-hmm. when it's time to. And if you don't, Draymond's going to let you know. Jordan Poole is definitely taking advantage of being the good-looking young guy mm-hmm. on the Warriors. Yeah. 
Like that dude. Like he's and I just I don't know that how. Maybe they maybe they don't do it this offseason. Do you flip him? You know, do you start looking for different players that could come in and play? For pole or for yeah. pool? I think you want to try and keep him. And you just kind of realize, like, you know, last year you had a great stretch. This year was a little different. Maybe that's an eye-opening experience for you coming into the offseason and into next year, ready to work and know, like, okay, hey, I had a little bit too much fun off the court last year. And I'm not saying that's what happened. Maybe it's a possibility. Jordan Poole looks like he definitely enjoys life off the yeah. court. It, his last, being a stud on his last five games in the Lakers series, awful. Um, the last game that he played, it's seven points. That's it. Seven points. Yikes. Uh, he was three of ten from the field. That's not good. Uh, keep going. The game after that, before that, 11 points. He was five of 14 from the field. Game before that, put up the old goose egg, zero points. Then five <laughs> points and six points. He was just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lakers did to him. He was bad. He was very, very bad at basketball against the Lakers. So we'll see what happens with that it, dynasty. I think you can call it a dynasty. It was one yeah, of those long-running sure. ones, but we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe they do try to bring him back and say, hey, had your fun last year. You got to focus. You're, you're yeah. kind of supposed to be the guy that takes over here, be the next wave, just like what the Spurs did with David Robinson, yep. Tim Duncan, supposed to be Kawhi Leonard. You don't want to end up like the Spurs. <laughs> Maybe that's just what Steve Kerr says to me. Like, hey, I've seen this before. You're supposed to be the guy. I'm not going to be drafting at the top of the draft. I'm not going to be in the lottery. Get your act together because uh, we need you here to be a part of it. Another team uh, that we both really liked at times in the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. They get bounced early by Man. the Nuggets, and I don't know what they do now. Just reamed by the Nuggets uh-huh. that last Not game. Even I watchable. mean, just embarrassing. Yeah, I was watching the game, and it was like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and turn this off. It's, it's time for bed. Yep, yep. It was yep. like 930. I don't need to watch anymore. Right, it is a 30-point <laughs> blowout. I'm <laughs> And yeah. then they ended up firing their head coach, Monty Williams. That's an interesting move. I thought Monty Williams had done a fantastic job there. He's two-time uh, NBA right? coach of the you year. still get your walking papers. We saw um, the Bucks fire their coach as well, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, some range. of these teams, you know, you, you have to look at that roster and say, what are you doing to help us out? Because we've built an elite roster <laughs> for the Suns that, to bring in Kevin Durant and still get bounced early. Expensive trade, too. Yep. Yeah. Expensive trade, but... And it makes me wonder, what are you doing after that? Like, what are you going to do now? Are you moving on from Chris Paul? I, I feel I honestly kind of forgot he was even played for the Suns. I'd not heard anything. Again. Didn't, you know what I mean? So, like, you're dealing with that. Booker, uh, come he's, on. He's going to be the yeah, guy I mean, that now there's a lot of questions. Like, can you win with him? Is he, mm-hmm. is he a winner? He's going to get that same stream that Jason Tatum did last year when oh. they got bounced early. And it was just like, can you expect this guy to take you all the way? Can you rely on just both of them? Right. Not going to be sure. Right. Not be sure. And honestly, so, I don't know. And, Does he give you enough on the like defensive even with, end to, to mm-hmm. be the guy? I don't know. I think he has his moments shooting, of course. You know, he can score at will when he wants. But like you also have that in Kevin Durant. And you gave up a lot for Kevin Durant. And I'm not saying you get rid of Devin Booker. I think that was part of the reason why Durant wanted to go to Phoenix. Because Kevin Durant also... Old. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely on the back end of his career. But really who the finger needs to be pointed at is DeAndre yeah. Ayton. That dude, 
no physicality down there. Get rid and of he should before. be. He should be one of the best centers in the league. Mm-hmm. And he what does the top? Like uh, was he the number one overall draft pick? I think. If not the number one, who's uh, the top? Pretty you know? close. And yeah. He, just, he has not done anything. He just needs to be aggressive, and he's not. Like that's literally the problem. If he played um, as mean as he looked, like he looks like just a mean forty-year-old man. Like Joel Embiid. Yeah. One thousand percent. He's soft. And if you throw Joel Embiid right there on the Phoenix Suns, like that type of esque player, they would be dangerous. They would be the best team in the league. Yeah, and it's. And they wouldn't have lost to the Nuggets. Been rumored to shopping Chris Paul. And we'll see what As happens you with him too. I don't. I don't know what his contract looks like. He's so old. Like, are you getting anything for him? For Chris Paul at this point, he was so injured. I think he would probably be a good addition for <laughs> go back home to New Orleans. Or does he finally team up with LeBron? Like, they're best friends. Does he finally find a way to the Lakers? Yeah. Finally, LeBron or uh, Dwayne Wade did it. Chris <laughs> Bosh did it. Like, I guess yeah. you know. Uh, Carmelo Anthony never played with LeBron. Yeah, yes, he did. He was a Laker. No. Chris Paul's to the Lakers. Oh, Chris Paul's yeah. to the Lakers. <laughs> you heard it here. Dang. It's going to happen. He'll, <laughs> he'll end his career playing with I think that's the betting on favorite, too. Yeah. But, yeah, It'll you heard happen. it here first. Uh, we also have the draft lottery is on Tuesday. The Victor Wambanyama lottery. Uh, we'll see what happens mm. with that one um, and where the NBA wants him to go because I do fully believe that that's, it's rigged. And I selfishly... Selfishly. Rooted for OKC. They are fairly close to where we are. I want to see it happen. Their odds, not good. And it, like, low-key good team, too. Like, you throw him in there, they're uh-huh. making noise next year. More than they did this year. I didn't realize how good SGA was playing Yeah, first this year. team All-NBA. Average over 30 points mm-hmm. a game, yeah. Yeah, he's just, OKC looks good. They might be too far out of the running now for... I think they don't they own somebody's pick though. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I I don't know how that works it, with the lottery. You know what I mean? The top just, three teams are the Detroit Pistons, Houston Rockets, and San Antonio Spurs. Does the NBA finally do it and say, "Okay, Detroit"? I feel like they they got their one with Kate Cunningham. Yeah, didn't they get another yeah, one last year too? Top, but like, is the NBA going to give you the number one overall pick this year? I do. I can tell you who I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Charlotte, Portland, Orlando, or Indiana. Like, well, there's nah. there's two teams left then that we haven't mentioned: the Houston Rockets and the team that's going to get him, the San Antonio Spurs. You can team him up with Greg Popovich. That's going to happen. <laughs> I kind of like it. I do too. I'll be a I Spurs do. fan again. <laughs> I'm back, None of my baby. Spurs stuff fits me anymore because I stopped buying it when I was like 13. But. <laughs> <laughs> but your boy was a Spurs fan. <laughs> and if they get Wimbanyama, I'm back, baby. I'll buy merch. I'll have a, not a jersey because it's tough to wear an NBA jersey anywhere. Big baseball jersey. Um, a team that I would like to see like land him would be Chicago. Like I think that would be fun. But apparently it says this pick may be conveyed to Orlando. So that Orlando would be an that. interesting one, too, with Paulo Boncaro there winning the Rookie of the Year. He looks really yeah. good. Uh, Portland. Portland's odds are not terrible. Maybe you, you give uh, Dame Lillard a guy to go with for a year. And, again, not all of these opinions that I'm spewing are based in the facts 
that this draft lottery is rigged. And the NBA will handpick where they want Wembenyama to go. And I can t- I can almost put money on that it's not going to be Indiana. Yeah. Because like, then also makes me wonder is like when will Indiana ever? I don't think it will again? be Detroit. I think it's going to be Houston or San Antonio. Those are my two picks. And I'm leaning heavily towards the Spurs. It just yeah. so happens that when you get players like this and the Spurs are bad, they get the pick. I feel like it's going to happen to them. You're going to get the right guy. Like, <laughs> they know when to like, choose. It's like, hey, remember us? We've been really bad. It's our turn again. We want the first pick. Like, oh, my we got God. You, like, you waited oh again. How did you time this so perfect? We gave you Tim Duncan once. You had David Robinson. <laughs> now you're going to get Wimbin Yama, too? Here's the next yeah. one. <laughs> I would like it. That would be a lot of fun. And then also uh, another thing that happened in the NBA, John Morant <laughs> suspended again. Oh. This guy can't get out of his own way. This is think whatever you want about guns and gun control. When you get in trouble for doing something, anything, I don't care what it is, you get in trouble and you get suspended for eight games, and then you wait, and you get in trouble for doing the same exact thing again. This time mm-hmm. you do it a little bit bigger. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. You are pissing away millions of dollars. What kind of friend is doing that? Like, why are you on Instagram Live? Yeah. Like, dude, you're hanging out with Jaw. Just shut up. Turn in your phones. Like, that is the most irresponsible. Like, I know, you know, you have to point the finger at John Moran. He's the one with the gun. He's the one putting himself in a situation. But as a friend, how in the world are you so unaware of what's going on in his career that it's like, yeah, dude, let's just roll around with some guns. That's fun. Yeah. And two, let me tell everybody about it. We don't, who the fuck are you, <laughs> We're just, dude? You know, you're a career yeah, hey, ruiner. Uh, who you are. I'm going to go on Instagram live. You know, put your gun up. You know you got in trouble for this once before, and you're a multimillionaire. Instead of like pants up and Josh is like, he's like, why are you blah with the gun for? Right. And it didn't look like his windows were tinted either. It looked like the windows were down. Better. It's so Boys. stupid too. It, it, he was a guy that I Stop loved it. coming out of Murray State, and loved him playing early on. I I know we mentioned it before. Like we made it a, a trip. We wanted to, mm-hmm. to go see John yeah. Morant play, because it looked like he was going to be the next NBA superstar. Yep. Well, he was. Like, you know what I mean? That's a, He was putting Memphis now, on the map. They were a competitive basketball Memphis, team. Memphis, who knows? They get bounced early. Mm-hmm. That young roster that they have is not looking so great now. John Morant, they yep. didn't even tie any games to this. They just said, and you can because it's the offseason, that he's just suspended and will not be doing any team activities. This is a team that should have been like favorites in the Western Conference next year. They like they should have been on that trajectory that now you've you've got your young nucleus of guys that you've drafted and developed that now you start bringing in better free agents like they already brought in Steve yeah. Adams like okay we're starting to get some guys that want to come play here. What veteran yeah. now is going to be like yeah I want to go play with John Morant and the Grizzlies? You're kind of resetting yourself. You almost you're putting Memphis in a situation where they have to trade you. For, like, the betterment of your life because you're ruining it in Memphis. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess it doesn't really matter. You're making that much money. You can go anywhere you want anytime you want. Right, and that, that contract that he has is going to be fully guaranteed. So it's, yeah. just, it's tough. It, the, I've gone such full circle on John Morant of thinking, he, like, this is going to be my favorite player. Memphis is going to be my team. To I don't like them. I don't like John Morant. I don't like the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> 
They, they quickly went from the, the Cinderella story, right, to just the yeah. villains. Like, mm, you went from Cinderella to the evil stepmom And it wasn't overnight. because of winning. You know, with the, take it back to football, no. the Patriots and the Chiefs. They went from like, mm-hmm. the, oh, this is fun, to like, that's enough. Like, Stop hey, winning. Yeah. That's <laughs> enough slices. But with Memphis, it's just like, no, we hate you guys. You're arrogant. You think you're very good. You've made no noise in the Western Conference. Yeah. And now you get John Morant doing this nonsense on social media. I saw a tweet earlier today. It was just like, I can't imagine what Derrick Rose is thinking, just looking at John Morant and being like, you have a healthy set of knees and you're just pissing this career away. <laughs> right? Can we go back in time and give Derrick Rose John Morant's like, ankles and knees? And like every time I watch John Morant play, like I think of Derrick Rose, like just mm-hmm. the springy and explosive jumps at the hoop to just yeah. slam you know, I've always that. thought of him as uh, Russell Westbrook. I think those three are kind of the same. Yeah. The, just athletic ability and the acceleration that they all three have. Yeah. Whether it be running, like they're three of the fastest players I've ever seen in basketball. But their acceleration when leaping to the rim, too, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with John Moran, though. Uh, it's also another thing, too. When you get in trouble and then you do the apology tour, like, I'm, I'm going to rehab, I'm doing better, I'm working on different ways yes. to celebrate. And then you get caught doing the same entitled thing on social media. It's tough to watch. It is. But um, that's going to be it for us today. Um, The 76ers and Celtics game, it has not gone final. But congratulations to the 76ers. Or sorry, to the Celtics. It's score of 76. (laughs) Looks like the Celtics are going to win that one. I find myself rooting. They'll play your heat, though. The 18 Miami Heat. That's going to be a, a really good series, too. That one might go seven. I'm not saying nothing because we haven't talked about it at all. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what see happens. It, but that's it for us today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you all next time.